0: Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Transistor Radio broadcasting everything trans. I'm Transistor Aaron and I'm your Transistor Athena and we're back. We're back.
1: Sorry for the delay.
0: We life sucks. I think yeah. we can all agree.
1: Things happen, stuff happens. But anyway, we are back. This episode is an episode for sure. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, speaking of life-sucking, what's our topic?
1: Yeah, uh, so Aaron, you suggested this, and I think it's fabulous. It's the idea of, it, our topic today is how to stay positive in a negative news cycle. Yep. There's <laughs> a lot that's been happening with mass shootings and tons of crappy politics and terrible, awful things being done to everybody and LGBT people mm. and people people
0: given that this is a trans podcast we will be focusing a little more specifically on trans people a little shocking right
1: (laughs) yeah shocking right but it's just in general the world has kind of sucked
0: yeah um
1: and it can be easy sometimes to get sucked into that suckage Mm -hmm. and not find a way out
0: yeah it's quite literally mathematically algorithmically designed to keep you watching for as long as you possibly can Yep. and it, it can be just so hard especially for people in our community uh, a lot of us have dealt with things like um, self-harm or various tactics and I, I think we've brought this up a few times now but uh, I am a very firm believer and as far as I understand this is a real actual understood concept of mental self-harm being putting yourself in an environment where you know things are going to be uh, painful for you to experience or read or something uh, and doing that as a way of and for whatever to get that same kick that happens whatever that happens and so especially for those of us in our community who struggle with that this is something that I feel like a lot of people don't even notice they're doing is getting sucked into a negative news cycle and that becomes their kind of avenue of uh you know hitting that kind of point which I know for a fact it is the it's that way for me at times if I'm not careful
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely it's it's very easy to make a habit of it and start checking it it's true of anything really like i've recently gotten into some bad habits of constantly like checking reddit and various things which aren't necessarily negative news cycles because i don't subscribe to any news subreddits on um so but it is that idea of like without noticing it you can start to develop habits mm-hmm. that are you know painful or distracting or cause destructive. problems destructive <laughs> absolutely yeah um, so it's, it's important to know when to step away. And I think it's especially true to know when to step away and, and break mm-hmm. contact when it comes to something that can be negative, right? Like news. Yeah.
0: And there's, there's definitely some techniques that you can use because it, you can't avoid it for the most part in this world, but social media.
1: Well, I will, I will make a point. I think you can avoid it. You... So I want I want to preface this with, I, up until probably college i refused to engage with anything in the news Mm -hmm. i avoided any subreddits that would mention it i avoided facebook i avoided everything because i did not want to get involved with news because i had grown up with the stereotype and the belief that all news is bad news and i just avoided everything like the plague that led to problems so i had no idea what was going on in the world Mm -hmm. i led a fairly sheltered life Mm -hmm. I don't recommend that. I think personally, as for me personally, as someone who is an adult and a human being living in 2019, I think in many ways it's kind of our job to stay informed. It's important to know what's going on. To me, it's important to know what's going on in the world around you, to know what's going on in in lives that aren't yours, and to understand a world perspective in general. That is valuable i think it's yeah it to me i I want to be knowledgeable of those things because i want to know when i go vote in an election or when i have a discussion with people or anything at all when i get involved in the world around me i want to know what's going on in it i don't want to just make blind guesses because i used to do that i used to just vote for whoever
0: my parents were voting for i think a lot of people fall into that trap when they're early in voting
1: yeah and i think i think it's important to be able to make reasoned decisions. A large part of this I attribute to my brother. My brother is a great guy um, who kind of opened my mind to getting more involved in a lot of things Mm -hmm. and dealing with a lot of things with a different perspective than I would have had otherwise. Um, So it's but it's important that we are involved. So I think you can absolutely avoid the news like a plague. Mm -hmm. You can avoid any knowledge of the outside world like a plague. And. That's a terrible idea in my opinion i I don't think that's a good i
0: i I totally agree i was speaking specifically about avoiding just social media platforms which is going to lead into my first point of it's not healthy to avoid news like the plague and just shut your world out uh but likewise it's also equally not healthy to fall down that rabbit hole and ever get out either so i want to focus on that little point about social media of it's possible to have social media accounts, whatever they are, if you like Reddit, if you like Twitter, if for whatever reason you're still one of the three people on Tumblr since they closed (laughs) porn out, hi. Uh, (laughs) But it's possible to avoid those kind of things, but the issue is the default algorithms for these things, and a lot of us use these as like our media of entertainment, and I, you know, people cutting the cord, so to speak, whenever they're looking at TV, a lot of people don't watch that, they're watching YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, and they're watching things on all sorts of what are more or less a social media and it also feeds into that fact of here's a negative news article people are going to get mad about this people are going to be upset about this they're going to argue about this so that's going to get more engagement which is going to cycle and just bring that all the way up to the top so you're more likely to see it so it gets more engagement and it floats up and it's just really overwhelming
1: yep absolutely yeah and i think it's it's easy to get lost in the fact <laughs> these days that um especially if you're listening to a podcast you are probably one of those people who is a cord cutter you probably my guess is you you probably watch a lot of digital content listen to a lot of digital content and the thing is a lot of these platforms are designed to get you to listen to more stuff like what you're already listening they want you to stay there on the platform you know, for example, um, well, there's YouTube. That's the big one. But I also want to mention Spotify, right? Like, yes. Spotify is fabulous at finding you new music that you haven't heard. But it's also terrifying because it's really good at getting you to not <laughs> turn it off.
0: And the sad thing is that I, am, I, I specifically pay for Spotify just for that one feature yep, because so it I. is so scary good at guessing what I'm going to like.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I do the same thing. Uh, and YouTube is that way as well. Like, I've discovered... Now, granted, I am not the kind of person who watches YouTube and continues autoplay. Like, I will if it's something that I'm subscribed to and interested in, but often I find, like, especially because I watch a lot of YouTube, that autoplay is just recommending videos I've already Mm -hmm. seen, and I'm like, no, piss off. I got other things I want (laughs) to watch. So there it's not as much, but it can be very easy to get into a cycle of just watching the next thing because so many sites and so many things Mm -hmm. that we interact with are designed... To to, do that. To to get us engaged.
0: I I will say that I am somebody who does enjoy autoplay, but there's a trick you have to do, is you have to train it like it's a fucking puppy. Like, you literally have to watch specific things if you want it to not throw you down this horrible rabbit hole you don't want to go down to. And Mm. what that took for me was, like, months of doing exactly what you do, which is pick out a specific video. Now when autoplay goes, there's a 99% chance it's going to be an art video for me. It's going to be something like that. But there's always... Who was it that just did, I think it was Markiplier or something, who just did that very same thing to show you just how fucking weird and weirdly aggressive the algorithm gets just through engagement and numbers if you start with a fresh account. Yeah. And it it was just this video of he plugged in something into like the incognito browser and just like signed out and was like, okay, let's see how weird it gets. And it got to like something political in like, I think five or six videos or something weird and just not great. Yeah. (laughs) And it, it, it's, it's designed to do that, and it, when you do enjoy these platforms, you have to, in a sense, be a parent to yourself, which is a lot of what adulting is. Yeah. You have but, to watch what you watch.
1: <laughs> this is very appropriate for the moment, because I literally just, in the past 30 minutes, installed two different apps on my phone to get me to stop checking Reddit. Because I've gotten to the point where I will, like, work for five minutes, and then go check Reddit for five minutes, and then it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Cause I just have made this habit and it's so engaging cause it's so good. It's showing me things that I want to see Mm -hmm. and it's a problem. Google does it too. Now. Um, if you are on the Google app and again, like this is the thing where it's, it's, it's problematic because the Google app is really good at recommending me stories that I want to read. Cause now you can scroll down in the Google search app and you'll see stories and news articles. And I use that to read different articles. Like it's, very good at finding things that i want to read about but it's also really good at finding things i want to read about and when i need to do something anyway we've gotten off topic the point is it's mindful a little bit off topic the point is it's it's very important to be mindful of the services that you are using Mm -hmm. and the things that you are doing and i think that's kind of the first step of staying positive is knowing that the things that you are on the websites the Mm -hmm. content platforms are designed to get you to stay there yep
0: and i think that's that's the biggest thing that made the biggest change for me so early on i think i kind of became aware of just how like creepy these algorithms are at keeping your attention probably i oh god i'm feeling old now i'm thinking back to college i'm like oh yeah that was nine years ago okay got it cool uh But, like, when I first started actually, you know, becoming independent and doing my own research of things, what really helped me and let all that click to, you know, monitor my own stuff and start working to control my own stuff and make myself not go down certain holes that I shouldn't go down to was, you know, reading up on just what the algor- algorithms are specifically trying to do. And they're ever-evolving, they're all moving, but the whole end goal that they are trying to do is get you on the site longer, preferably get you on the site to click an advertiser or something and get you to buy something like that is what it is and What it's gonna take is if you want to continue using services like that the healthiest thing that was the thing for me to do was take some time go to those privacy settings find apps find extensions on your browsers and find ways so that you get to tailor your experience and it's not being controlled by somebody else yeah i had an experience uh, as i was as i was coming out where i got thrown into uh i i like i said i like autoplay what i would do is i would uh, head to the bath and enjoy a bath and put on something at the time i was still researching and learning uh so i was just generally searching trans videos YouTube and I found some cool people like I found Ash Hardell and was watching their videos and while I was getting out of the shower it autoplayed into this like alt-right horrible talk video of just and it was just the worst thing to feel when you're feeling that vulnerable and that was like a shock in my system of oh shit <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to like actually fix this somehow and that's not an easy fix when you don't control the strings
1: yeah so the reason we talk about that is because that is a nice segue into Mm -hmm. kind of what i think is the first most important step to stay positive in a news cycle which is knowing when to step away exactly um it is i i think it's often we often get because of the sites we use and the things that we read and if you're like me, you have a desire to know things and understand things. <laughs> and when you are in that cycle of wanting to read something and, and getting involved, it can be easy to just keep going, yes. clicking to the next video or the next article or the next thing. And it's it can be, if you are already in a negative mood, more negative videos is going to make you more negative. It's not going to help. <laughs> and I experience this as well with video games, actually, like or, or board games or card games, if any games really. If I'm on a losing streak and I'm really peeved off I keep thinking I it will get better if I find one good game yeah if I play a good game if I play a good yep. if I read a good article if I watch a good video it will get better it probably won't yep. if you are feeling bad <laughs> or upset or negative or anything is affecting you and impacting you walk step away. away
0: yeah just step away and that goes for reading negative articles as too not just stuff like that what I get that same rush for of a video game of one more one more is getting into stupid arguments online. And that was one of the things I had to babysit myself of when I, especially when I was first trying to come out and define my identity and feel comfortable with who I am. I felt the need that I could feel stronger in my identity if I like defended defended it against people who were obviously out to just hurt me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so talking to transphobic people, either through different online accounts or talking to them in person, as I found out, <laughs> um, and all that does is it, it hurts you. And that is not healthy. And it doesn't matter how witty of a comeback you're going to think of five minutes later or even on the spot. Their mind's probably not going to change if they are already out there specifically to attack you. And all that's going to do is end up with you getting hurt. And knowing when to step away from somebody who is very clearly baiting you into an argument, an article that is intentionally incentivizing you to comment on it one way or the other, it, it's the most important step is step away, don't get involved, do not engage, because that's all they want.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, and I think actually, I, don't, I, I expect to spend more time on this point, but I kind of... I I want to jump to something a strategy that I have for this yeah which is especially when it comes to news cycle so this is so when I first started like reading more news articles and Mm -hmm. and getting more engaged with the world uh the most of the way that I do that is surprise surprise podcasts because I like podcasts (laughs) and so I went out and I would find news podcasts that discuss the news and summaries and different (laughs) articles and deep dives and that sort of thing And it got to the point where i was listening to those podcasts for most of the day and what that led to i noticed within two or three weeks that i was getting more and more depressed because the world in general has been in a negative news cycle for
0: ever 17
1: 18 19 four years at least uh this particular news cycle sounds rhymes a little bit like with frump
0: um but it sucks that's a perfect dick. way to describe it. it's frumpy
1: <laughs> so it was easy and by the way that's not to say like all of the negative shit in our world has is not trump but that is the moment i distinctly remember being the most disappointed in the world in my short life <laughs> and then it's gotten worse um and the The thing about that is listening to those podcasts, they were discussing the news, and the news was negative. And I can only listen to people talk about mass shootings or, you know, violence against trans people or the terrible, awful politics and the nuclear wars we are going to get into if things continue on our current trend. I can only listen to that for so long.
0: You can only have doom and gloom so much before just, I mean... uh, There was something we talked about. Uh, part of my classes was about the cognitive development of that was literally the name of it was cognitive development and how brains are essentially trained from childhood into adulthood. And it wasn't just okay adulthood's done the class is done. It was like it was actually studying how adulthood works. And one of the things that was consistent across every single age level, every development level, whether you are six or sixty, is the environment you are surrounded in will massively affect not just your mood but also health and if you are willingly putting yourself in that negative environment of massive news cycles because i did similar things where i tried to stay up to date on the news and i was just like i'm fucking terrified every day of my life like that that's what it is. I think that's part of the reason I deal with anxiety so much right now, but that's, there's uh, mul- multiple contributing factors, but they were all environment-related either way. And so, uh, knowing when to step away, when to, like, take a break, when to just get out of that environment that you put, will essentially willingly putting yourself in when you, it's really not in your best interest. And it's It's something you really need to learn, because it affects, it physically affects your body to be in that constant state of, mm-hmm. you need to be scared by this. Hey, this is shit, right? Yeah, that's really shit. And just constant shows like that back and forth. It affects your mood. And yeah, there's some like dark humor jokes, but the, the dark stuff doesn't like, it, it's coated with humor, but it's still dark. You know, it's still going to bring you down over time if mm-hmm. you just submerge yourself into it.
1: And I think, so the reason I mentioned that of like Mm -hmm. that making me more and more depressed and and upset is the way that I did this is I I have it contained. So I have set aside the first hour that I listen to podcasts and I mostly listen to podcasts in the background while I'm working Mm because I find it's easier to work to podcasts, sometimes music, it depends on the mood I'm in. But nowadays I prefer to listen to podcasts when working. And so I set the requirement that I listen to one hour of news podcasts. So I actually have 3 that I listen to. It's Up First by NPR, The Daily by New York Times, uh and um Start Here by uh ABC, right? Yeah.
0: I I do not listen to it, but I'm going to take your word for it. I think so.
1: So, Start Here, The Daily, and Up First. Those three are my news podcasts of choice. The reason I like these podcasts is Up First and and Start Here are summary podcasts. So, by the way, if you are someone who likes to listen to the news, I I would recommend this approach if it's starting to bum you out. Um, So, Up First and Start Here are summary podcasts that just summarize the news and say, you know, here's the big headlines from yesterday. And they come out first thing in the morning, so I listen to those. The Daily I like because it briefly mentions kind of here were the big hits of yesterday. But it also picks a big topic from yesterday or a big world topic at the moment and does a deep dive on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a little bit of a longer form podcast. So those are my three podcasts of choice for news. And those three together are about an hour. It's more like an hour and 15 minutes-ish. That's it. That is all of the news that I listen to during a day. If there is something that happens, if I hear about something from a friend or a coworker, worker um, I can you know, look it up. So I subscribe to the New York Times. I listen to the Daily, and I really like the content they produce. So I am a subscriber of the New York Times, and that means I have the digital app installed. So if there's something that I feel like I need to know or I've heard about something, I can just hop on that app and read an article uh, and feel like I'm caught up. But it's very restricted. It's just a small set of time. And I force myself to do that hour and 15 minutes. The only other time that I watch news is every day I watch the Philip DeFranco show.
0: Yep. And love him or hate him. I'm I'm a fan. He I don't agree with everything he says all the time, but I, I do like Philly D. Uh, that is usually my dose of news outside of random articles I see popping up on social media that I'll poke into when I know I'm okay. Uh, I have noticed a trend since I have started working this new job, which is it, it is... There is a, quote-unquote, phone policy that is, quote-unquote, enforced, except, like, I literally don't see anybody else following it, except for me. But even if there wasn't a phone policy, the the work is so engaging that I've noticed I'm not using my phone except for, like, the breaks and lunch, which means that I'm not on Reddit for 900 hours a day. I'm not on Twitter for 900 hours a day, which means I'm not seeing as much ne- negative articles and diving into the controversial section and diving it, And so... I've noticed kind of a pick-me-up in my mood, and maybe it's also because I'm in a social environment as well, but I've been so engaged in what I'm doing in my day-to-day that it's picked things up for me.
1: Yay! And and
0: And I, I know that because you talk about listening to these new podcasts that I, I have learned about myself that if I start diving into articles, honestly, good or bad, there's this little notion in my brain that... You need to go to the you need to go to the controversial section, and you need to go put those people who are being dickwads in their place. Because I have this like innate desire to put an asshole <laughs> and do justice to the people he's being assholish to, and I feel like a lot of us have that desire. And I'm telling you, that is while well meant and very nice, it is very bad for your health, especially with an online event. There is a time and place, and I promise you. Dick Sucker 69 is not going to listen to your to your ethical rant, uh, and is just there to make you mad. So that is the hardest thing for me to deal, and it's something I deal with every fucking day. You're still laughing at Dick Sucker 69. It's you? so
1: good. <laughs> it's totally what his name would be.
0: But like, Dick it's-
1: Sucker 69. He just shows up and starts ranting about the first thing that happened. You misspell a word, Dick Sucker 69 is there to tell you yep. about it.
0: it. It's so hard, and it's honestly easy, much, a thousand times easier said than done. I'm talking from personal experience, but it, it's something that is necessary. And even when I was still hunting for work and all this, and I did spend all day on Reddit, I found ways to kind of keep negativity out. There are certain subreddits um, that I have blocked on my phone and on my computer because those two use a different block list from the apps that i'm using online and my reddit accounts online there is a whole slew of things that whether they are just general news of certain things or they are intentionally antagonistic areas i have some subreddits blocked just because i can't personally deal with that shit and I had to learn that I can't personally deal with that shit and accept that I can't personally deal with that shit. And honestly, accepting it was probably the hardest thing because blocking is as easy as just uh, filter. Okay. Done. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that's, that's a good kind of break of not only is it important to segment it during your day and limit the amount of time mm-hmm. you're doing, but I also think it's important to know where to disengage from. Yes. And I think like, I, this again goes hand in hand, hand in hand with knowing how to limit yourself of I think it's important to segregate the negative stuff into its own category or own selection and leave it there. So, for example, on subreddit, on my my reddits, on, on Google and on Twitter, I avoid anything related to the news, anything related to negative. Unless it's someone I, I particularly care about. So, like, I'm particularly mm-hmm. paying attention in this current cycle to Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. So I'm following both of them on Twitter because I, I want to keep up to date with what they're saying, what they're doing. I and, follow
0: Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I also, yeah, I also follow uh, Cortez and Elhan Omar and uh, Rashida Tlaib because mm-hmm. um, I think they're great. So, I, so there are some exceptions, but for the most part, I try and keep, like, Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and my social media are just for happy things or nice things mm-hmm. or hobbies. So it's like, like I subscribe to a lot of Magic the Gathering people on Twitter um, or I have a lot of magic subreddits or like my subreddit page, if you just thumb yep. through is like a, a collection of, uh, my subscribed subreddits is just a collection of things that I am interested in. So yep. mechanical keyboards and tech and video games and, and Magic the Gathering and most, board games and yep. all that stuff. That is my Reddit. And I don't go on popular or all or controversial or anything unless I'm really bored and have nothing else to do.
0: You've seen the front page 7,000 times and you're like, all right, let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I try and just stick to my subscribe stuff. And that means that, again, I've siloed it. All of the news about the world that is negative and all of the things that are negative are in two places. The podcast I listen to in the morning and the New York Times app. (laughs) Those are the two places that I go to engage and learn about the outside world. Now, that being said, it is important I think this is a i'm going to take a slight segue to recognize bias so i subscribe to the new york times but i recognize the new york times is not necessarily always an unbiased source of news i think they're a very good source of news i think they are generally unbiased and i trust what they have to say but it's important when you read something to recognize that the person writing it has an agenda whether they are intending to push it or not yep um and so the thing here is i always recommend multiple sources this is why my podcast i have three of them that do basically the same thing because i Mm -hmm. want to hear from three different sets of people their thoughts and i want to know that philip defranco same thing i want to know here's the facts and here's the thing and that's actually one of the things i praise philip defranco most i think he's really good at separating his -hmm. opinion and the facts that being said bias is more than just the words more than just the words you say it's also the tone of voice and the the actions you take you can the way impart, things are presented yeah. yeah you can impart to an opinion without ever saying an opinionated word yep um so i do want to mention bias because it's important when you're siloing this still maintain sources still do due diligence to make sure that you aren't falling down this rabbit hole of listening to some person say and you should hate this person,
0: or you should hate that thing, or can you believe what yeah. Johnny dipshit has said this week? Like,
1: Yeah, as a great example, consider the people who only subscribe to and listen to Donald Trump. Imagine what their worldview is right now. Mm-hmm. It's a worldview that's essentially equivalent to the people who only get to listen to Kim Jong-un.
0: It, it's, like, essentially, it's
1: a fucked-up worldview.
0: It, it's essentially just there to make you mad, but the thing is that I've had to unsubscribe from certain areas because... All I, all I got from the other side was like, okay, you need to be mad about this now. And I'm like, yes, I'm mad about that, but I don't like being reminded that I'm mad about it every day. Yeah. And so I, I do my best to avoid... I am so addicted to slash our all, and I don't know why. Uh, but what I've had to do is block out certain phrases, and if it involves the word Trump, I just try to downvote it and move on or upvote it, depending on that, and I don't engage in the comments because that is where I get caught every time. Yeah. Because I can know... Uh, my grumblefuck brown, not brown, blonde haired dipshit in the White House, uh, is just being a grumblefuck dipshit who's trying to essentially hurt us. Yeah. And I recognize that that's all he's ever going to do, all he's ever going to be is so, like, he's being a dipshit, down by, by And like, I've had to set that rule up for myself because yeah. otherwise I get stuck in the I hate this experience right now, train, which just throws me down a snowball of anger and frustration and depression and because I'm very susceptible to yeah that kind of so, thing.
1: So, and I, th- I think, um, so again, it's important to take all that content and push it kind of in those silos without accidentally introducing tons of bias.
0: Engaging into it when you are okay to engage with it.
1: Yes. And I think, and this is where, like, I think siloing it off is so important because if I don't want to engage with the news, I can close the New York Times app. Mm-hmm. I can push that away. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to engage with the news today, I can just mark the playlist. The, the podcast as read or listened to and move on to my happier, go-lucky Game Informer show that just talks about video games. And I can forget about that
0: stuff. I can listen to the Munch Squad. <laughs>
1: the Munch Munch Squad. <laughs> my
0: brother, my brother, and me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think... That is really critical. And that's helped me stay out of it when I need to break away, mm-hmm. is to to limit when I listen to it and set that restriction on myself and then silo it off in its own little world so it's kind of self-contained. Yes. Um, I think that's a huge thing you can do for yourself.
0: And there's there are certain apps that let you block, and I know it feels dumb to set up a like a quote-unquote parental filter for yourself, But being an adult is just being a parent to yourself. That really is all it is. And so you you need to recognize when something's probably not the best for you and when something's like absolutely bad for you and how to kind of manage your time between the two things. Uh, When I first started out, I initially had some, I don't even remember, it's been so long. I had some little, I think it was a Google Chrome extension that I just put a word in. And if, it, if that was in the title, I could make it block out that post. I didn't have to block out a full subreddit. I could block out the full post. If it was in the comments, I could block it out. Which I didn't use because it tended to always just block out comments. Because if there was a space, some words got mashed. But still, like I there's there's some tools out there for you to use and as you build up those kind of skill sets to kind of avoid. Uh, what Athena was saying about having... Uh, we, we talk about having safe spaces last week essentially i like to make my home page and my dashboards whatever that is a for, sort of safe space like a safe space for me to be so that i can disengage from that shit while also enjoying some of the content i like i like to go through and see the new monster hunter stuff yeah i like to go through and see what people are drawing in art and whenever i want to see the new news of something that happened in my home area or something that's involving uh, a type of um uh, topic that i really want to know about and it's negative i can willingly choose to seek out that content and engage with it versus having it thrust upon me to froth me into a concern
1: and i think i think that's a really good way to think of it is in the same way that we need safe spaces to exist as trans folk or just honestly people in a world that Mm -hmm. is unsafe it's important to have that online as well and with the content that you take it's important to be able to say Here is where I go when I am ready to don my armor and combat the outside world and deal with the negativity and the things that are coming my way. Mm -hmm. And when I'm ready to take my armor off and go cry in a corner because the world sucks so many dicks, here is where I go.
0: I have a great example of exactly what we're talking about, is that a space can be not necessarily outright negative and you can still need a break from it. There is a subreddit for people who suffer from anxiety and who suffer from depression. And I have had to willingly take breaks from things that I have regarded as safe spaces for really bad weeks or months because people are often there to, in a sense, commiserate about experiencing this Mm -hmm. in their life, which can be in itself a well of negativity that I am not in a time willingly ready to deal with. So I unsubscribe. I know it's still there. And if I'm okay, I'm going to go visit it. And then there are sometimes I just re-engage. I'll resubscribe once I know I'm doing better. And so you need to know know your boundaries. And I think that's essentially what some of the best advice of this podcast comes down to is know your own boundaries and know mm-hmm. other boundaries of others.
1: And I actually, I experienced the exact same thing with trans subreddits. Mm-hmm. When I was feeling exceedingly dysphoric, I did not need to go on a trans subreddit and read about all the dysphoria. About how because already... it just compounded. Yeah. and made me think about all the things that I didn't want to think about. Agreed. And I think like that is where yes we are kind of talking in the context of negative news or, or negative things in the world it can be like like you said it can be going to a safe space that is a safe space to be yourself and knowing when that safe space might be too negative there there are con or or not good for you at the moment yeah that you're in without necessarily being negative yeah
0: that's not to say that safe spaces can't sh- a place to express negativity no that should be a space you can express it it's just you need to know when you as a person are okay to uh, acknowledge and help maybe help with or even just passively experience some more negativity that may not be directly involved with you if you're seeking help post there it may be best to kind of stick along with those posts and avoid any negative ones and if you feel like you don't have the uh, willpower for that today maybe best to just kind of post and then leave it on disable inbox replies and just kind of let things go.
1: Yep. And I think the last thing that I want to kind of talk about, which is what to do after you've disengaged, Mm -hmm. right? Because oftentimes the reason we engage so much, the reason we get so involved in reading articles or watching videos or going into comment threads Mm -hmm. is we have nothing. We think we have nothing better to do, right? And this (laughs) is the way that we want to spend our time. So when you recognize that you need to step away, it's important to know the things you can go do instead. Oh yeah. Um, so like for me, when I need to step away, I go play some single player game or I go write or I go um, read a book or, or something like that. Like, or I watch a silly video or something along those lines. I break myself out of whatever it was that I was doing and I go do something else. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where it's really important to find things that you enjoy and know what those things are. Yeah. So that you can go to them.
0: I I fully agree. And this can be hard, especially if you're suffering from depression. As somebody who's dealt with it her entire life, I know that pain of nothing sounds interesting right now. And I kind of just want to melt into the couch.
1: To be fair, that is also a thing you can do. If you are feeling negative and need to disappear, like
0: that's down. disengaging
1: that's right? that's okay that's okay and there's now,
0: there's unhealthy ways to do it and healthy yes. ways to do it and my recommendation and this worked for me uh and it's not going to work for everybody but it's something that i felt was nice to find other people did as well uh this is actually where i kind of got into the autoplay trend was uh i would find something mi- mildly positive something i was curious about at the very least i tried to pick up knitting for a little bit i tried to pick up drawing for a little bit i did crafting for a little bit and all i do is i pick something i was like i wonder how this works throw it on YouTube, and then let it autoplay. Be mindful of what's autoplaying after it, obviously. But just kind of be there to kind of absorb the interesting information. I think it's kind of helped me grow my love for sewing, which, while I don't do it as much as I used to, I don't have much time or my resources uh, as I used to have them. But, you know, it's it's nice to have little experiences of like, oh, yeah, I, I liked this one person because they were funny. And just even when... You're dealing with that monster that is always going to be there, or maybe it's not always going to be there, but it's there right now. It's it's nice to find a way to disengage that is not just absorbing negative content. Finding a way to find it that's positive is honestly how I found um, the McElroy brothers, who I'm still a fan of, even though I don't listen to them with like a decimal of a fraction that I used to. Um, my brother, my brother, and me is a podcast where if I'm really feeling down, I'm gonna throw that on and I'm gonna laugh my ass off as they answer shitty YouTube, yeah, uh, not YouTube, shitty Yahoo questions in the most ridiculous improv comedy way. This is not an ad, uh, but it's it's something that I found was helpful to me, which is where I get the Munch Squad thing, which is still funny to me. And I I just really recommend exploring and learning with a. At least a non-negative mindset if you have the capacity to hunt that out. And if you don't, I recommend just breaking from that area completely and finding a new avenue, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, I think that was pretty much everything that I wanted to say. So I do want to briefly say as well, this a lot of the stuff that we've discussed also applies to breaking out of dysphoria. I mean, a lot of the tactics we discussed of knowing what's upsetting you and, and finding ways to distract yourself and disengaging if there's something that's upsetting you, can be applied to dysphoria or, or anything in general, really. I think we did focus in on the idea of staying positive in a negative world. and um,
0: That's not to pretend the negative world doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. it's It's to know your limits and know what it is that you need to do to step away. And I think... It's interesting that we haven't really talked about any ways to make yourself happy because I don't think, I don't think I even know how to make myself happy. (laughs) I think it's more that the most critical thing you can do to to get back to feeling positive or feeling in a good mood is stepping away from whatever it is that's harming yourself and putting yourself in an environment that is safe, that is comfortable, and that can hopefully help improve your mood.
0: Stepping away from negativity and whatever capacity that can possibly happen for you. Uh, There's a subreddit that is called Raised by Narcissists. Uh, This is not a recommendation to go there or anything, but it it happens to be children who have been raised by parents who suffer, who are at least a parent, Uh, suffers of narcissistic personality disorder which leads to all sorts of what can be essentially emotional abuse over years Uh, and many times is just straight up emotional abuse and one of the ways that they treat it is exactly the tactics we've been talking about. They don't tell you how to be happy with a family like that or an experience like that. What they tell you is little to no contact and as little as you are comfortable with. Uh, And if that is full contact, then that is what it is for you. And if that is no contact, that is what it is for you. But it's knowing your level of engagement you are willing to accept with something you know might be hard to engage with and can be a problem area for you. So essentially, we're recommending that kind of tactic Mm -hmm. for a lot of these, which is know your limits. Um, It's best to explore them to know where they are to an extent, but... I think especially with these negative spaces, it's easier to know when you're in a negative space than when you're in something that brings you some positivity, or at least non-negativity. Um, you're going to recognize, I'm getting upset by that, a lot faster than you're going to rec- recognize, meh. <laughs> I feel, at least I feel like that anyway.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And And knowing just what that is for you and how to disengage is... Easier said than done, but I really recommend you try to figure out how to get it done. Because it does tend to make life a little easier to manage. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. And then I think one kind of final thing, which is if you're feeling down and negative in a negative world, feel free like my Twitter is open. the story thus far, Twitter is open,
0: our emails are our email open. is open. It's a much longer form, and we both do read them very carefully, and we do try to reply. Yes, uh, I think we have never not replied within yeah. minus spam.
1: Uh, yeah well i mean we we usually like it might take us a little while to get to time to respond yes, yes. um
0: but as you've noticed our we, life is kind of hectic yeah.
1: <laughs> we try our best to respond i think we've responded to everyone who's emailed us and if you have not gotten a response please email us again because that means i accidentally deleted your email and i am so sorry or
0: they got caught in the spam filter and google did it
1: yeah <laughs> so um all of that is open if you are feeling down and need someone to chat to we we are available because we understand the struggles. You so. can
0: also hit us up on Twitter, even, yep. for DMs. With Obviously, please send us appropriate messages, as this is a yes, call please. for <laughs> Do not slide into DMs.
1: Yep. Also, by the way, if you want to send us silly things on Twitter, too, oh, I, I would like that. We could always use more really silly I things.
0: I like reptiles, and bunnies, and cats, and animals, and dogs, also animals, and cats, again, and also animals.
1: I like lots of stuff, so if it's cute and wholesome, <laughs> surprise me.
0: If it's artsy, you know me.
1: Yeah, for sure. Anyway, that is actually why, by the way, this whole topic of staying positive in a negative world, this is why we have a really silly thing at the end of all of our episodes. Yes. I think it's critical. And to be fair, I did also take this idea from the Command Zone. Uh, The Command Zone is a podcast that focuses on Magic the Gathering and Commander specifically, but they always do something outside the world of magic. And I think it's important, especially for a a podcast like this that can frequently talk about heavy topics like Mm -hmm. depression and anxiety, um, it is, and, and dysphoria, and especially as trans folk who unfortunately frequently have to deal with things like dysphoria and depression and anxiety, yep. and, uh, abu- terrible things, lots of stuff. I think it is important to have something to break away to. Yep. And that is the point of the really silly things. That's why we do this, is we want you to have something fun that you can go do or listen to or mm-hmm. watch or something after we're done so that you can go enjoy yourself. Because I think it's important to stay positive and have fun things in your life, even when you're going through the worst time of your
0: life. There's the tactic I've talked about many times, and we've talked about it in various forms, but it's mindfulness. And while it is not, you know, medication, it is not something like a beta blocker to help some chemical imbalances, it has been shown to help a lot of things. And it helps me deal with my dysphoria um, and helps me... Kind of get some patience as some things kind of settled through and it's essentially what we've talked about today is disengagement with the things that are causing us distress and finding a ways to engage proactively and healthfully it is counting the tiles on the ceiling when there's nothing else to do except experience something that is triggering you in some capacity it is not easy to do it is easy to say Uh, For me, the one that was most effective was counting my breaths and feeling the air on my nose in and out. That is one I can do anytime, anywhere, however, it is not 100% effective, but it is helpful. So that is just that form of disengagement and positive engagement in a sense, turning your attention away from the stuff that is causing you distress so that you can calm down and then maybe deal with it or maybe disengage fully if you need to. So.
1: Absolutely. All right. I think that's everything I wanted to say on our topic. Is there anything else you want to say before we move on to a really silly thing?
0: Let's hear that RST.
1: Yeah. So our really silly thing this week is a podcast. Uh, So if you're tired of listening to podcasts, I'm sorry. My side recommendation is if you happen to listen to this episode... Either today or tomorrow, uh, Slay the Spire is available in the current Humble Monthly. She has been
0: playing. It. I've been
1: playing this game non-fucking stop. It's literally open. She on says my non-stop. Right now.
0: I want you to understand, literally non-stop. Outside of the seven thousand appointments we've all had this week. Yeah.
1: Like aside from having to go to work, like when I have fifteen minutes or an hour, I play this. I I came home and played it on a lunch break. I kind of want to play
0: it. It's kind of interesting. It's so
1: fucking good. You can get it for nine. Sorry, twelve dollars if you are. A previous subscriber, you might have a coupon for Humble Monthly to get it for $9. But you can subscribe to Humble Monthly. You get a bunch of games on September 6th. But if you subscribe before September 6th, or if you... At any time. You get Slay the Spire and the Squad. I don't know what the Squad is. I subscribed for Slay the Spire. You get it on PC. I
0: want a munch! Squad!
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a reference to Mim Bim Bam. All right, <laughs> anyway, um, so that is not a really silly thing. I just wanted to shout that out. Slay the Spire is a fantastic game. You can get it for 12 bucks or nine bucks if you have the coupon. Super recommended. Let's talk about right actual really silly thing, which is a podcast called How Did This Get Played? How Did This Get Played uh, is a podcast where three hosts and a guest discuss awful video games. And they... they Play them, everybody plays them, and shares their thoughts. They discuss how the game is, the mechanics of the game, how it worked. They break down some of the history of the game. So, like, I've listened to two episodes so far. I listened to their Night Trap ap- episode and their Techno Cop episode. Night Trap! <laughs> I'm going find you, Night Trap! Yep, that Night Trap. Um, so, they played through that game. Uh, and it was interesting because they talked about, like, the controversy that that game had when it first came out back in the late 80s or early 90s. I don't remember.
0: There was a slumber party.
1: Yeah. So they, they talked about the controversy that that game experienced. They talked about kind of the mechanics and the way you played it. And then they give reviews at the end. Um, mm-hmm. And then they also read reviews that were around the time the game was released to see if they got their opinions wrong. It's a fascinating show that's great. It's very humorous and entertaining and lighthearted. Uh their most recent the most recent episode that I listened to, which was Techno Cop, the guest was Aaron Hansen, yeah. aka Ego Raptor. AKA Ego Faptor. Oh my god. AKA a member of the Game Grumps who was hilarious. He was great. They're just the episode. called the
0: Grumps now. Oh my god. They changed it recently.
1: Huh. Well, <laughs> they introduced him on the podcast as a member of the Game Grumps, so Anyway, um, <laughs> the podcast is great. Again, it's how did this get played? Um, it's kind of a play on words of how did this get made?
0: It's a play on words. Yeah. I heard, uh, you, but I heard you smirk with it that. It
1: is fabulous. I also
0: saw it with my physical eye holes.
1: <laughs> physical eye holes, as opposed to your digital eye holes.
0: I have digital eye holes. You don't know about me.
1: <laughs> <gasps> you don't know my life.
0: It's called a monitor. Uh,
1: anyway. Um, so i can't I can't recommend it enough. It's highly entertaining, uh, and I really like they're they're pretty funny. So uh, I heard about it through Troubled Waters, actually. It was one of their shout outs.
0: Why do I know that podcast? Now? Troubled Waters
1: is a podcast you've heard me listen to. It used to be called International Waters. Uh, but Troubled Waters is a podcast where a bunch of comedians get on. They find a topic that they disagree on. And then they play a game show to see who's right.
0: It's a member of the Maximum Fun Network, isn't it? It is. I heard it advertised on the bam, bam.
1: Yeah. Uh, Troubled Waters is fabulous, by the way. That's another one. If you want something funny to listen to, oh my god. There was an episode recently, I cannot remember which episode it is, where they ended the episode the so they always do a bunch of different challenges and the last challenges are usually an improv game and the one that got me dying was they had to write erotic fiction
0: oh my gosh yes (laughs) at the
1: so at the end it's two teams of two who have to trade sentences back and forth writing erotic fiction um so they have to like figure out where the story goes next but they have to start with a prompt that the host gives them
0: that's wonderful it's
1: i was Fucking dying. It's so good. Troubled Waters is a fabulous podcast. So, if you want a really funny podcast to listen to, go check out Troubled Waters. And if you want a really interesting and also pretty funny podcast to listen to about video games, uh, go check out How Did This Get Played? They are both great. Uh, all right. All right. I think that's everything that I wanted to say. Aaron, is there anything else that you wanted to say? I love our trans siblings. I love our trans siblings too. All right. With that, this has been Transistor Radio Broadcasting Everything Trans, a Story This Far Network podcast. If you have topics you'd like us to talk about, please send us an email at staff at storythisfar.com. You can also send us a tweet at our Twitter page, which is at Story far, or you can contact us via Facebook at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash storythisfar. And if you're like me and can't remember anything for more than 30 seconds, you can always head to www.storythusfar.com and find everything that I just mentioned and even more great content. But anyway, with that, this has been another episode of Transistor Radio. We'll catch up with you next time, but until then, it's time for us to end transmission. Bye! Bye! recording this could be our, our i don't know you have many extra segments but i find it interesting how the habits that we've gotten into of our podcast are from just random shit that we did in the first episode like the whole i think that's everything that i wanted to say aaron is there anything else that you want to talk about and then you say i love our twin siblings was literally just a random thing that we did in our first episode
0: i wanted to do it <laughs>
1: i know you wanted to do it but i love it <laughs> and I love that it's now like a part of our sign off, and mm-hmm. that that is how we sign off. <laughs> and I, I just find it interesting. It's funny.
0: You know what I love? What our trans siblings.
1: Yeah, I love our trans siblings too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially the trans siblings who are actually listen to the end of the episode. Mwahaha. <laughs> 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 ha
1: <laughs> Comment pickle messages for you now. Go do our bidding.
0: Comment pickle skittles if you wish us to know that you've listened to the end of the episode.
1: Indeed, and then go do our bidding, <laughs>
0: oh my which gosh. is.
1: Spread the trans agenda. And be
0: happy and be wonderful. Be happy and positive and love what, what is the Bill and Ted excellent be Be excellent, be excellent to, each to each other, other
1: <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, secret message? Over. This mission will self-destruct in five, four, three,
0: two, one. Inspector Gadget. Do do
1: do